0: Hello and welcome to the Infinite Creators Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, Chloe, and I want you to know that my intention behind this podcast is and always will be to expand your heart and your mind and help you discover new ideas, thoughts, and ways of being. I hope that with each episode, you leave this space feeling inspired, filled with love, and ready to take action in creating a life that is worth living. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 17 of my podcast. I'm really excited to share this episode today as always, because I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to men's mental health awareness month, which is the month of November. Um, it's something that hits really close to home for me because I have a lot of male family members that struggle with their mental health. And I see a lot of it in my men's friend circle as well. And so I wanted to bring on one of my really good friends, Tucker, to have a free free flow casual conversation amongst the two of us about kind of the struggles and also rewards that come with um, undergoing a real healing journey and actually taking the initiative as a man to heal traumas and to release emotion and to open up your heart space and these different um things that men don't easily align with because we've grown up in a world that we're told or men are told like to be a man and to like grow up and to stop crying and all these different really negative rules or like hindrances against them being able to embody their full selves so yeah i'm really excited to talk to tucker about this because i find him to be really admirable in his approach to healing and not many men that i know are doing this type of work so i'm really honored to have you as a friend tucker and i'm super happy to have you on the podcast
1: yeah thank you so much i'm excited to be here and honored to be a guest on your podcast as well Um, you and i always have a good relationship where we can kind of dive into deeper thoughts and and uh, be open and vulnerable, vulnerable with each other. So yeah, I'm excited to be here and excited to shed some awareness on men's mental health and see where this goes. Can you hear me? Yeah, you pause for a second.
0: <laughs> Talk is like being laggy. Okay, I'll just keep going. Um. Yeah, I think if you're listening to this episode and you are male, thank you for joining and for listening in. And I hope what we share today resonates with you. And if you know a guy that is struggling with mental health or is that that is wanting to embark on this type of journey, definitely share this episode with them. Okay, so Tucker, before we get started, I have to ask you the question that I ask every guest on my podcast, which is what is your favorite, um, personal practice as of lately or morning routine or something that you really enjoy doing every day?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, this is going to be a simple answer for me as of recently in the last month, um, I've started my mornings just going on bike rides and. Or trying to catch sun uh, sunrise, or just checking the waves and spending like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, just riding around um, my town in Santa Cruz, and it's been super helpful just to get me into a good headspace and kind of bring that like love and appreciation each day um, in the morning to my surroundings and where I live, and saying hi to people on um, walking by and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been really nice, and it's something I. I kind of take for granted a little bit i think is just being out and doing something simple like that that can act in a way as a meditation um so yeah i think that's that would be a simple answer
0: that's beautiful thanks for sharing Tuck. i guess before we get into the actual conversation i we could share a little bit about how we met but i'm trying to remember how we even met
1: (laughs) Well, I think we I think we met, like, just met each other on Maui for that retreat, but I wouldn't really call that a meeting. I would say when we got to Australia was yeah. when we really, like, met and started hanging out and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think that was in 2019, October of 2019, Tucker and I met at, like, a wellness work retreat thingy. And then I ended up like sporadically moving to Australia that year in December. And Tucker was like an hour away and we hung out heaps and surfed and chilled. And then when I left Australia, I didn't know, or Tucker and I didn't know when we would see each other again. And then nearly two, no more than two years.
1: Uh, no, probably about like a year, year and a half, maybe
0: yeah like a year and a half later um this summer i was planning to go to peru to a plant medicine um retreat and i really wanted someone to come with me but i couldn't find anyone who was willing to fly to peru and then literally that day that i booked my flights tucker had texted me out of nowhere and was like yo what up like where are you in the world they're like where are you going what's your plan and i was like i'm going to- to a like 10 day ayahuasca plant medicine retreat do you want to come with and he was like wait I'm actually kind of down (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah he ended up (laughs) I think he ended up you ended up booking your flight uh, like within a few days and we were going to Peru together
1: (laughs) yeah it all happened so quick I remember that day and I had no I had no idea where you would be or what I even wanted to do but but I was like, I just got to talk to Chloe. And then sure enough, here comes Peru. And it was something that I have been planning on doing my whole life and, and wanted to do for the last probably 10 years of my life, just kind of waiting for it to um, play itself out. And then this time around, it was perfect. All the stars aligned and everything was ready to go. So hopped on and quite the experience we had.
0: Yeah, that was really nuts. Wait, can you Actually share the the stories that happened leading up to you coming to Peru because I think when Tucker and I first spoke and I was like just come the the retreat's gonna be amazing like I know it's intimidating but it'll be worth it and I was like just ask for a sign like ask the angels for a sign and they'll give you a sign like I got so many signs to go to Peru it was insane like all these different things happening and I would ask to see certain things and then they would come like five times in the day and then i told tucker to do the same thing and then all this crazy shit happened
1: (laughs) yeah i think uh the first the first thing that happened that like really put me in the headspace of of okay the angels want me in peru is um it was probably about like two days after i talked with you and i was really distraught with the decision and i remember going out in my backyard and um, just doing a meditation and just feeling like very overwhelmed with the decision and just asking God and the angels like I really need your help I need you to be here with me um, if I'm going to do this I need to know you're with me and within the next 30 seconds I I had asked I had asked them to show me butterflies and within the next 30 seconds I walk into my house and immediately pull my eye to this like magnetic butterfly that my niece has that just happened to be on the wall right there. Cause she stayed the night at my house the night before. And I was like, what the heck, this is crazy. This is like instant, <laughs> instant, um, acknowledgement. And then I look over to my left straight away and there's this little sign, um, on the dresser that was hanging that I've seen every day, but not really like pay attention to it. And it has um it has not yesterday not tomorrow but now like imprinted on it and so I saw the butterfly and then I saw this sign and I was like okay this is absolutely incredible I'm gonna have to continue asking more um for more signs because I still wasn't quite ready to decide but that was like the initial okay this is happening
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you tell the story about when you went to check the surf with the
1: crew? Oh, yeah, yeah, I almost (laughs) forgot about that. Um, And then, yeah, the next day I went to I was just having a slow morning at home, wasn't planning on even surfing or checking the surf. And then my friend called me up out of the blue and was like, hey, I'm going down to the point, meet me down there right now. And I was like, "Okay, sure, I'll I'll just go skate down there. And we're sitting watching the waves and um this random couple out of nowhere comes and walks up to us which is pretty rare where i'm from because there's not a lot of tourists and if there are they're not so connected with locals and this guy comes up to me and just starts asking about the waves and i'm listening to his accent thinking like why does i really feel like i need to ask this guy where he's from for some reason and before he could leave i was like wait 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 where are you guys from? And he's all, "Oh, I'm from Peru." <laughs> I was like, "You got to be joking me." This is like the physical evidence I was asking for to make my decision. And here you are in the flesh right in front of me like, "Hello angels, thank you for guiding me." And um I think that's when I called you or texted you that day and got everything booked.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. And then it doesn't stop there, people, because <laughs> You're you were having like a bit of a debate with your dad because your dad was hesitant to in supporting you to go to Peru. And then that whole thing happened to your dad as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. So my dad goes uh, goes to like a barbecue um the next night and I was just kind of bummed out on where we left things of of me going on this trip and he wasn't super supportive of it. And then um he comes back. He comes back with these stories and he's like oh my gosh you wouldn't believe it tucker i walked into this house and this dog runs up to me who happened to look like one of my old dogs that passed away and turns out that dog was from peru and (laughs) was in this person's house in santa cruz and they they like rescued him from peru and then um the daughter or the son of the house he was at had also like been speaking about traveling to Peru and how he did it a few years ago. And he sat with ayahuasca and, um, yeah, just these random things that like the angels were like, okay, Tucker wants his support from his dad. So we're going to send angels to his dad. So he gets his support. And that was, that was like the, the tip of the iceberg right there. After that happened, I knew I had to book flights right away. So.
0: Yeah, it was really, it was really cool because I had already had so much confirmation that I needed to go to Peru and I booked everything and then to have Tucker have the same amount of confirmation and all these nuts stories. I was like, man, this is not, this is such a perfect trip and I'm so happy he's coming. So yeah, it was epic how that worked out. But, um, prior to, okay, now I guess we can get into the actual conversation, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) Yeah. So that we, we went to prove for, a healing plant medicine journey, which we can get into later, but I wanted to ask you what initially, because obviously this type of healing or like self-development in general and like reading and meditation and yoga and like, uh, creating a relationship with the divine or, or God or the universe, whatever you call it, all of these types of activities or things, that we do is definitely more like female based. Like it's more girls doing this work than men because men naturally just kind of like write it off as like, oh, that's just like chicks doing some weird <laughs> witch shit or like some woo-woo things or whatever. And obviously there are there's a large community of men that do do this type of work, like self-development and healing and dealing with trauma and accessing different parts of your past that cause you pain, etc. cetera. Um, but what was it that initially sparked your interest in in like this self-development healing journey and like, how did that whole thing start out or like evolve from who you are to who you are now?
1: Yeah, that's a good question and a tough question. Um, I think a couple of years back is really where I kind of got thrown into, um, thrown into just wanting to be better and wanting to develop myself as a human being. And I was just going through a lot of things in my life that I felt like was really dragging me down. And I got to this point where I remember waking up one day and just being like, I can't be this person anymore. And there's so many detrimental things in my life that I'm putting on myself and in turn, putting on relationships and putting on friendships and and things like that. Um, so for me, I guess it was just kind of hitting the bottom <laughs> was, was what got me into self-development and healing, because I knew that I couldn't live my life the way I was currently living um, and make any progress and in order to get to where I wanted to be in life and to achieve goals that I had set, I needed to acknowledge this, the places in my life that I've gone wrong and the places that needed healing. Um, so yeah, that was about two years ago and I actually just sold everything from here in Santa Cruz at the time and just up and moved to Australia, which was where everything started, um, right before I met Chloe.
0: And at that time, would you say that, um, you had, you already had an awareness around the fact that you had a lot of trauma with like family and like different damaged relationships with like your dad or your upbringing at that time like did you know all those things existed within you or not really quite there yet
1: yeah i think i think i i knew to an extent that those things were there um but you never truly know how deep they go i think and
0: yeah
1: um you know things kind of start out a little bit surface level and you're like okay this this could need some healing. Okay, maybe this this is why I'm feeling this way, but the more I started diving into the root cause of the problems and starting to meditate on certain emotions and um, look at you know just different practices I have in my life and how how they develop me as a human being. And uh, so yeah, I think the awareness the awareness is there but it needs to be discovered more and more and more. And the more you discover, the more you'll learn and the more you'll recognize um, the root causes of certain emotions and certain habits and certain ways um, of life. And uh, yeah.
0: Like peeling an an onion, just one never-ending sized onion, (laughs) layer layer after layer after layer after layer um what what would you say was the biggest challenge in the beginning with starting this journey because obviously it's already overwhelming as it is and then as a guy it's even more overwhelming because you most of your friends are probably male and like in the surfing community like really, really chilled out and like not worried or stressed about anything and it's all good dude like you know so it's hard it's already hard to start the journey, and then it's even harder when you don't have the support of friends or like-minded community. So, what was like the biggest struggle when starting
1: out? For me, it was just being open to it and um, being open to actually sharing with people, and that's that's one of the hardest steps. Is you know the reason I went to Australia in the first place was to get away from people because I knew that. I wasn't going to be able to do the healing that I needed in an environment surrounded by, you know, the people I was around at that time. And partly because I knew that I needed to kind of outgrow the way I was living, but partly because I was scared to be that open with those people in my life. And, uh, like you said, in a community of surfing and, and just being a man is, it's hard, it's hard to, to put yourself out there and to be vulnerable and open with other males. It's just not, it's just not like an intimate relationship that I have ever really had with, with men in my life. And so in that way, I was very scared and very nervous to start my healing journey. So I chose to go do it on my own and, you know, there's benefits to that and there's, um, and there's not, (laughs) but that's the path I chose and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it.
0: Yeah. It's that, that feeling of, or that worry of being rejected or ridiculed when you do share your vulnerabilities or when you do share like, or be open with what you're doing and the different practices that you're implementing, because in the past, probably I would assume for all men, you, when you do, break down and like have that emotion show or like allow your heart to crack open a little bit, you end up getting ridiculed and then that further represses the emotion or the vulnerability or the willingness to do it in the future.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, for me as a kid, I I know now, I'm more aware of now that I was very, very sensitive and I still am very, very sensitive to um, emotions and the people and the energy. And for me, as a kid, that was really hard not being able to kind of grasp that because I would feel certain ways and I would feel like I needed to release certain emotions. But every time I did, I was told to stop or to toughen up or, you know, guys don't cry or you're acting like a girl or whatever it is that they're saying at that point in time. Um, It just sort of feels degrading. And so you kind of step away from it as a kid you start growing older but you start stepping kind of further away from yourself and your and your inner being and i think you nailed it on the head with um those are just kind of the more feminine aspects of humans and so for a male to be in touch with those parts of himself, kind of feels like femininity coming to the surface and that's a weird feeling for a lot of a lot of guys and it definitely takes a long time to get comfortable there and get comfortable in trusting yourself and um you know I think we're getting there as as we speak (laughs) more and more guys are are opening up about you know their struggles so so I'm just excited to see where it goes from here and uh you know just try to shed light on it and be an example and a human that gives love and compassion and just uh try to spread that as much as possible,
0: yeah, I think we're realizing now as well too like the more conscious we become as individuals that there is a constant need for a balance between masculine and feminine energy for both the male and female sex, so like men need to work to analyze their behavioral patterns and the way that they act and the way that they speak and the way that they are and the way that they interact with other humans and say like how can I create more of a balance between that masculine um, energy where it's like really dominant and confident and determined and fiery to the more feminine qualities that are like more gentle and soothing and loving and vulnerable and tender and when you can um, constantly be analyzing those parts of yourselves and find like the, the happy medium of the teet- the teeter-totter and allow yourself to dance in between the masculine and feminine then you can still embody like what it means to be a man and to be masculine and to do those things, but also entertain the beautiful qualities of femininity as well, which is like being vulnerable and loving and tender.
1: Yeah, I would agree and it's uh, I think a huge part of it is learning to trust your instincts as well and just being really in touch with your intuitive side. And that's, that's our feminine showing up. And then our masculine wants to go put those things to work, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what's really tough as, as a man, you just want to do, 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 do just continue to keep doing work here in the physical realm. But a lot of work that we actually need to do, and that will be very helpful and healing in our process is inner work and connecting with our feminine and, uh, that's something I've really opened my mind up to as of lately, especially, um, just learning more about love and learning more about, you know, how men and women interact and what we can learn and, um, give each other in order to like, in order to, um, uplift both sides, masculine and feminine in ourselves, and just kind of reawaken those parts of ourselves that have been dormant
0: and yeah i think something that's important to remind yourself constantly throughout this journey and when starting is that it is a lengthy process and it's hard and it feels resistant most of the time because it is such deeply rooted conditioning like it is such um deeply rooted deeply rooted um like repression of emotions that that doesn't belong to us you know because a lot of it like you said Comes from our childhood. For me, even as a woman, like when I was young, my dad was really um, hard on me and my brother when we were young, and all my siblings about our emotions. Like if we cried, we I was oh I always remember hearing like stop crying. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Stop crying. And I I can literally hear the voice in my head being replayed and replayed. And still, as a 26 year old adult, like. I still hear that when I cry, like, why are you crying? Like, you don't need to be crying, like, stop crying. And I obviously, if my dad is listening, if you're listening to this dad, I love you. Um, <laughs> he's gotten so much better. I had a beautiful childhood my dad was lovely. And uh, we he's a lot more vulnerable and connected to his emotion now. Um, so all of us have these different as a kid that lead us to believing deeply rooted in our subconscious that we shouldn't express emotions because when we do, we're going to be ridiculed or put down and we don't have a positive reinforcement with expressing our emotions or with showing vulnerability. And instantly when that feeling arises where we feel like we have to express our emotion or cry or be more intimate with someone, we retract and we like shoot back and like put up a shield almost and prevent ourselves from expressing. And that's the real work that we do once we become adults and we can recognize this is how can I dive into that deeply rooted trauma and that deeply rooted subconscious express emotion and and let that go and then allow myself to express myself um, from my higher self, like from the person who is using all of their heart, not just a fraction.
1: Of course, I th- I think one of the most important things you hit on um, is healing is is really never ending, and you know we're in this constant form of change um, our whole lives. We're always changing. The world is always changing, and so becoming comfortable in that change and and embracing it is really tough. But um, I think. You know, the the more we suppressed emotions as kids and um, Uh, even as adults, you know, I still suppress things every now and then. And uh, a big thing to realize is when you first start, it's sometimes going to be very, very overwhelming because, I mean, you think about it, if you're in your 20s, 30s, even a teenager, you've had a lot of years of your life, you may have suppressed a lot of emotions and those things build up and you know when you take on healing for the first time something very simple and slight could trigger like all these emotions that you've been holding on to for so long that need to be released and um i think that's something that shies people away from it a little bit because when you dive in it's kind of like all in or all out you know what i mean and you have to be comfortable and open to really releasing in the way that you need to release. Um, And then it gets better. You know, you'll get to a place where you'll recognize emotions come up and you'll be like, okay, I've been here before. I know how I need to release. I know what my body needs, what my mind needs. And you start to learn about certain, certain ways of releasing certain emotions and slowly, but surely you're able to kind of sit with them and accept them and acknowledge them and then watch them go. And, uh, you know, I think healing is going to be very hard, but if you're listening and you haven't had the courage to quite take on your healing journey yet, it will get better and it always gets better, but you have to put it in the work and you have to be open and vulnerable with yourself as well, before you can, kind of bring that, um, energy and that knowledge to other people.
0: hmm And where would you say, like, d- talking about all this and having all these conversations, like, whilst someone can agree with what we're saying, they might also feel really overwhelmed. So, like, when you were starting out to do these types of work or when you first moved to Australia, Like, where did you start or where did you turn to for resources? Like, did you start with meditation and just going inwards or did you listen to a specific person or book?
1: Yeah, there's uh, I know we're both big fans, of Abraham Hicks, and uh, she absolutely changed my life, to be honest. um, She was really was where I started, I think. And, you know, I had been meditating and and doing things like yoga and um, I don't know, just had started that journey beforehand, but was never really like dedicated to it and um, wasn't quite aware of what I needed to be giving myself in order to to take on those aspects of healing. But Abraham Hicks was huge when I discovered her and going through her meditations and just listening to her teachings, reading her books and um learning about you know connecting with the universe through vibrations and um looking for the feeling first before you know the physical manifestation can come to life and uh that was it that was a huge huge part of my journey was was understanding that we can get somewhere by the feeling and if you can get yourself in your head to To feel the way it feels like to have everything you want or to be where you want or to be in a relationship that you want, then, you know, your brain doesn't know the difference between uh, your imagination and reality. So if you can get to that place of feeling good, then the healing will start to occur and you'll start seeing physical manifestations of what you're working on the inner inner realm.
0: Shout out Abraham Hicks for <laughs> catapulting so many people into the healing space. Uh for those of you really quickly that don't know who Abraham is, she's an incredible speaker and author. And you can find her teaching, like her pages, she calls them, just on YouTube. And you can type in Abraham Hicks Relationships or Abraham Hicks Healing or Abraham Hicks, and you can listen to her um, lectures. But um yeah, that's that's a, a great starting point to acknowledge Abraham's teaching and recognize how important emotions are and how much they play a role in our participation in creation and allowing ourselves to then <clears throat> tune more into emotion and more into feeling and more into vibration and energy and then realize like whoa this is all connected and how are my thoughts how are my feelings how are my emotions oh they're shit okay time to rewire some of those things and pay closer attention to how i'm feeling day in and day out
1: yeah and it's funny when you when you get going on it um and you kind of start to make a game of it like uh, or at least i like to (laughs) uh you know if i'm having an off day I'll be out in the world and I'll be kind of spiraling down weird thoughts that I don't want to be thinking. And, you know, those thoughts will physically manifest in my life. I'll like run into a bunch of traffic or I'll like do things that continuously bring me down. And then the opposite is true. Like I'll have days where I wake up and my energy is feeling 10 out of 10. I'm like vibing super high and I'll go out and I'll just like go to check the waves and run into a bunch of friends that are like, wanting to have dope conversations and um you know i'll like effortlessly just move through the day in that way where um i don't know how else to put it but effortless it feels effortless when you're in the right vibration it's just like things you're just attracting things to yourself and so it becomes like this sort of game of okay i wake up in the morning and how am i going to get myself to that that space and then let's see what the day will bring let's see how the universe is going to react to what i'm vibrating and how i'm feeling
0: yeah and as these things were happening in australia and you were going through these motions of having all these like realizations and downloads and different processes of new thinking that you had never um encountered before did you were you sharing these reflections with anyone or like did you not feel like you had someone to share it with or how was that process in terms of community
1: for a long while i just stuck to myself and um you know i journaled and i read a lot and um, i wasn't very open about my own healing process and i think in that time that's what i needed um but i also think that i was um, just scared to share and scared to to hear what people would think and to um, I don't know you know it's always nerve wracking to hear opinions of others and but little did I know when I when I finally got the courage and I started actually sharing about real things that I was going through um, it was just like this light like shine down and every everything was just more apparent, more like visible to me. And then people started reaching out to me. And then, um, you know, you start to realize that you're not alone in your feelings and that so many people are going through the same struggles. And in that way, it's such a beautiful thing to be vulnerable and open because I found this sense of community and this sense of belonging and this sense of um, just being able to express myself as i wanted to and show up authentically and um, receive love and gratitude back right away and so through sharing you start to realize that you're not alone anymore
0: and that's kind of the reward that comes with vulnerability when especially when doing these things like you said for the first time you you have even if it's one guy friend or like one your dad or your brother or someone that is like wow like thanks so much for sharing I feel the same way or I experienced this and then you feel heard you feel seen and you feel like ah maybe it's not so scary and maybe there is real value to like just unapologetically expressing who I am and what I feel
1: yeah and I I think for the reason of of trying to keep myself distanced from from people in my life that I was really close to, I I started just sharing on the online world and through Instagram and and just, you know, talking live and posting about things I was going through. That was an easier way for me personally to start sharing because the way I see it in my mind is like these people may not even know me personally, and I may never even see some of these people. And so it just gives me more confidence to like be who I am and actually say what I'm going through, as opposed to um, having a conversation with my parents or with my brother or best friend. It seemed a lot harder for me at the time to be open with those people than to just kind of speak about my life freely in the public. Um, And now it's something I've been integrating more and searching for more in my life is to actually bring that openness into my into my um, intimate relationships and into my family and into my um, friendships
0: and what was the biggest thing you saw like shifting and changing as you started to do this work like did it feel like your purpose in life changed did it feel like your relationships were shifting was your like self-love really increasing or what was the biggest shifts that you saw when that started to happen
1: Yeah, my, uh, I think my friendships was a big one because I had been kind of struggling with, with a lot of my friends for, for a while. And once I realized that it was all things that I was going through myself is when the biggest shift happened. And that's where the healing journey brought me is realizing that everything I was, I was, um, you know, like taken back with other people or if I wasn't like attracted to or was like oh, I'm not really sure about this person was all just mirroring things about myself that I I didn't like about myself and mm. so when I kind of owned up to that and was like this is my healing that I need to do it started opening up the door for much better relationships and just much better communication and um, just bringing joy and happiness and, and pleasure and fun to the table. And, uh, yeah, it really just started with myself and, and diving deep and acknowledging parts of myself that I didn't like. And, you know, when you're focusing on those things about yourself, they're going to be reflected in your relationships. Uh, so that was a big shift for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Was there ever a time when you felt like discouraged be um, because of expressing your vulnerability, or where you thought like maybe I just won't do this because this is too difficult?
1: <laughs> That's a tough question. I I don't think so. To be honest, I think once I started, once I really started sharing um, openly and authentically, it just became kind of a part of me, and it just became something that I wanted to do more of and do more of because I started to realize how many people are silent all the time and struggling with these silent battles. And, you know, one of my biggest purposes in life, I think, is to bring people together. And this is one way that I know how to do that. Um, You know, just by being open and and being real with each other and allowing space for others to do the same and to feel like they can come to me and be open and real with me and there's not going to be any judgment there's not going to be any um jealousy or you know whatever envy or whatever it is it's just going to be taken from a space of love and compassion
0: yeah because that's such a big problem amongst um like friend groups of all males or like the boys and all these different male like dynamics is that you don't feel ever like you have a safe place to share like I remember six months ago or something I did a poll on Instagram like asking all of my guy followers like do you struggle with your emotions do you feel like you have someone to reach out to and like um do you feel embarrassed when you share your emotions or whatever? And like literally 90% of people said like, they don't feel like they have anyone to talk to. They really struggle with their emotions and they don't know who they would share to if they needed to, you know, and that's so sad when, if all, all of us or all males collectively could just make a decision. Like, let's be more loving towards one another. Let's be more like gentle. And like, let's recognize that like, I'm struggling and you're struggling and like my struggling recognizes you're struggling and like let's struggle together so that we can you know walk towards the light together um but that doesn't happen and and thankfully it's happening more in like this awareness in months like this like mental health uh, men's mental health awareness month and things like this are helping us realize like wow men really struggle and no one's there to help them
1: yeah i think just in general men really struggle with just the fear of being judged and being seen as weak and um that's just not that's not something you want to be seen as around your best friends you know as a man you want to be strong and you want to be confident and you want to just I don't know it's not it's really really hard to be so crippled by this fear and then still have the courage to just like put it out there and you know i would agree i wish i wish we could just have a collective agreement like let's just be real and loving and (laughs) let's just all release what we need to and just have a big hug and scream a little and dance a little and and just enjoy each other's company and uh yeah it's you know even even now since i've been sharing a lot looking at like my insights on my my socials, 80% of my followers are still female. And I do a lot of talking about um, healing and that just goes to show like I whether or not, um, sorry, whether or not guys are like listening to my content or aware of, they still don't have that courage yet to like step up and, face it and acknowledge what they're going through and i have i've had all these women that um are backing me and encouraging me and uh it's just interesting to see how like the women are rallying around but we don't quite have those numbers of men that are standing up to actually do the work openly
0: yeah and the problem i think behind that is that I I guess you said it, but like they don't have the courage to even acknowledge that the need for vulnerability is there because it's so far repressed that they're like, nah, man, like I don't need anything. Like I'm sweet. I don't know what you're crying about, but really if you were to put them in an ayahuasca ceremony or in like a 30 minute breath work journey, they would be crying like a baby within (laughs) the first hour for sure. Um, So yeah, I guess it's not until you have that, and you can probably vouch for this, but like, it's not until you have that initial, like the first ever release, like real release of anger or sadness or crying or frustration or whatever that was, um, that you realize like, Oh shit. Like I actually have so much emotion bundled up inside of me that I've been holding for years, you know, like even from when we were a child. And that's something that I guess a lot of men don't realize is like, we're not even aware of the repression that we experienced as a child in terms of emotions. So then when it comes to, okay, like what am I meant to heal? What's the big deal here? We, we don't even look to that first. We don't look to the inner child's work first, but that's where it all started. And, you know, when we were kids, all we wanted to do was express our emotions 24 seven, whether it was crying or laughing or screaming or, yelling whatever it was and then slowly that repression of emotion kicks in and we're not able to express ourselves and then it, it just becomes who we are like oh I'm just this closed off shell and I don't have any problems <laughs> but when you can finally be like oh I actually realize how detrimental um, that was and how strong that um, lack of emotion affected me and now I'm I have to discover like where it came from and like how to heal it.
1: Yeah. Childhood traumas is, is a big thing. And that was a, a massive part of our journey with ayahuasca for me, um, was dealing with childhood traumas. And like you said, you don't, in the beginning, you don't even think about it. You don't, you don't even realize how deep it goes, but there'll be little signs. It's like the universe is giving you little invitations, like saying, okay, check more of this out, check more of this out, come see what's over here. And uh, as you, it's like, like you said, almost peeling open an onion or just diving deeper layers. Like each level you hit, you start to realize why the things above happened, you know, because when you're suppressing emotions for so long, something so simple could happen that, Like, you know, someone could cut you off in a car and you would, and you could just skyrocket into fumes and be like, you have to kind of learn to collect yourself and feel it and think, why am I feeling this way? What is bringing up this emotion? And then you just kind of work your way backwards, you know, down the ladder until you get to the root of the problem. And, um, you know, that's when the big release can start happening
0: yeah that the first step i would say is like the awareness and then the second step is like the willingness to explore that awareness and then the third step i would say is the actual release so like okay like i have the awareness i've explored it i'm now allowing myself to feel it and from allowing myself to feel it and acknowledge what happened now i can release and i think we don't realize that anytime you have emotion or trauma or something really negative or difficult that happened to you, we store that energetically in our body. Like it is held in little like pockets of our spirit all over our body. And it stays there forever until it's released until it's acknowledged until like a light shine onto the darkness and dissipates, you know, so that, that release that releasing of that negative energy from your body is so, uh, what's the word? Like, it feels like such a relief and you don't realize how badly you needed that relief. It's like, your spirit was like crying out for help, you know, like, help me, like, help me release this, help me heal this, help me. I want to let go of this, you know, because your your true self, your inner being that you're the highest part of you, the divinity within you doesn't want to have that, in you it doesn't want to have that a part of your spirit but then your ego and your subconscious mind is like holding on to it holding on to it holding on to it so yeah that that third or fourth part of the equation is the release and then i think the next stage of the healing is forgiveness and i'd love to talk more about this because for me in my journey specifically and i know in yours too and and everyone's like forgiveness is such an important part of the process because usually repression of emotions or the trauma or whatever that we experienced was not just on our end. It was like experience with our dad or with our grandpa or with our siblings or our stepdads or our stepmoms or whoever was involved in our childhood. And and that forgiveness part of the equation is um, usually skipped because it's really hard for us to forgive as humans and our egos don't want to forgive and we don't want to Um, let go and and say sorry, or admit to our wrongdoings, or forgive someone, but it is the most important part of the process, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what it's like is the acknowledgement and the release. Um, That's like starting a fire, almost, like, everything is just going out of you, but the forgiveness, like, you could do all that healing, but if you can't get yourself to the forgiveness, it's like that fires. There's like this little spark down there waiting for you to forgive for the fire to go out. You know what I mean? It's like you can do all the other work, but if you aren't able to forgive yourself and forgive things that happened to you and maybe forgive people that have done you wrong or that have treated you poorly, um you're still gonna have that like deeply rooted emotion um that's that's just craving to be released you know
0: yeah I like that analogy with the fire because like you said like you can acknowledge it and do the release and all this and it creates this like momentum and this fire but then you need to acknowledge the fire and like put it out and like put that to rest and, and allow it yourself to mentally and energetically close that chapter and be like all right like I've acknowledged this I've opened this up I've started this raging fire but I've also put it out and I've and I've really fully dealt with it from end to end and the forgiveness is so a difficult pill to swallow because of two things like one because of our ego because we don't want to grant someone the relief that comes with forgiveness like there's a part of us that feels like they don't deserve it like I, should, I shouldn't have to forgive them. Like, why should I have to do this? And then the other part too, is that you don't wanna resurface it because you're scared again of that like rejection or like, you're being ridiculous. Why are you bringing this up again? You know, like if you were to go talk to your dad or to your mom or something about said trauma and they're like, oh, come on, Sally. Like, why would you bring this up? Like I, it was 10 years ago or whatever, you know? so there's, you know, the ego part of us that doesn't want to forgive. And then there's also the inner child part of us that's scared of rejection and scared of being ridiculed again, for even bringing up the thing that needed to be forgiven anyways.
1: I think what deters people a lot of the time is, is those big feelings of release. And, you know, because in your in your head, you're just thinking, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel this way. But your soul is saying you have to feel this way to get out of it and that was a big realization for me was like there is no way out but straight through and you know you really have to just go all in and just be courageous and be brave and I know that's a lot easier I mean a lot harder (laughs) I know that's a lot easier said than done um But it's very important to get that full spectrum of healing and to know that, you know, there's no other way to do this. There's no way to distract yourself. There's no way to run away. There's no other way to move through your traumas than feeling the exact pain you felt at that time and letting it release. And the best thing, like you said, is the relief in the end like you I, I remember being so scared to feel certain things um but once i got the courage and started releasing and crying and screaming i've done it all i've, I've literally been <laughs> at beaches screaming at the top of my lungs like i've i've done a lot of crazy things out in the woods and on beaches of just releasing dancing screaming yelling laughing like cussing talking to myself, like whatever it is that you need to do, that's going to make you feel better. And, um, those feelings of relief is one of the most incredible feelings I've, I've ever had in my life. And, um, it's crazy that it comes from that much pain, you know, but that's, that's the contrast in life is, you know, you got to feel the full spectrum. You can't have the pain without the euphoria, you know? Mm -hmm and vice versa.
0: Yeah, and I think now maybe we could talk about like self um, different exercises, I guess, or like self-inflicted releases that you can do without having like plant medicine or without having like a trigger, you know, because sometimes I'll just start yelling (laughs) or screaming or like hitting something like a pillow or something and just allow myself to just go there and like get fucking angry. And then in that going there, like I am kind of opening a door to the emotion. And I don't know what that emotion will be, but then as soon as you allow yourself to just like rage and yell and scream, and then oh it's like opening it's like a magic key and it opens up this floodgate of emotion and then I instantly just start like ah, like aggressively crying
1: <laughs> yeah that's uh one of the most important things I learned I learned from our our journey with plant medicine was most often at the root of anger is just sadness and at the root of sadness is love And those three things, I think they go in line for a reason. I think, you know, anger, I don't know, at least for me personally, that's exactly how I experienced it was everything came up first with anger. And, um, you know, not just with plant medicine, but I've done this, like I said, just out in nature and just screaming at the top of my lungs and really feeling into it it into it and allowing myself to just be as mad as possible. And once I felt like all of that anger leaving my body, then it's like, boom, okay, let's hit you with some sadness (laughs) and then here comes the waterworks, you know, and I would cry as much as I've ever cried in my life. It seemed like puddles on my face, kind of crying, ugly crying and, um, in that emotion, you know, the more that that was released, it was like love was coming up as the sadness was releasing. And um, it's like a reward. It's like a gift from the universe for having the courage to feel.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you just, the feeling, and by the way, this is something that you do all the time, you know, like this anger, this rage, this sadness, it is an ever going process and journey, but like each time you feel that euphoria and that release or the re- euphoria that comes from the release you become addicted to that feeling of relief and that feeling of like it also feels like a lot of courage and bravery and you're like so proud of yourself you know for doing that and you're like yes like i got it out like i did it you know because it is like finding little um keys to doorways that have been shut for so long and then with the emotion and with the anger and with the sadness, you're opening those doors up and then you're allowing yourself to clean out the demons out of the closet, you know, and it's an addicting feeling because with each experience, with each release and reconnection to your emotion and to yourself, you feel higher, you feel lighter, you feel more connected to God. You feel more connected to yourself and your inner being and your, your, um, your natural state of bliss, like the, the feeling of bliss and joy that belongs to us. That is our natural state of being, you know? And those releases you can can do at any time, you know? Like if you come home from work and you had a bad day, like start yelling, like just yell and like let it out. And like, maybe some emotions will come out. Or like we were talking in the beginning of this episode, intuition is a really strong um, quality of the feminine energy. And when you can intuitively feel in your spirit and your energetic body, like, oh, I have something stirring up negativity or stirring up aggression or anger, I need to release this. And it's your energetic body signaling you like it was that morning, like Chloe, you have something that you need to release. You have something that you need to let go, like go deal with it, you know? But instead, most of us take out that anger on our partner or on our coworkers or on our boss, or. On our animals or whatever you know and then it just stays in that closet rather than being released
1: of course and yeah it's like it, it doesn't go away you could project it onto a million people and it's still not going to go away it's like you have to you have to find that that way to release it on your own um at least in my experience it's like if you The more you project something onto someone else it just keeps showing up keeps showing up keeps showing up and until you learn and until you acknowledge it yeah and just finding finding things that are enjoyable as well while you're releasing is also a good thing like for me surfing is is one of them um you know i'll go out to the ocean for the same reasons and i might not be screaming under the water but um you know, I have my own my own ways of healing my own things that I do. Um, Also just getting out in nature and um, going out in the woods and being away from people climbing up a mountain, whatever need be. um, You know, you'll always know what's best for you. And it's important to find that time to release.
0: Mm -hmm. And getting into that flow state, you know, whether that's surfing or finding a a sport or music or volunteering or um, if you live close to somewhere with beautiful nature really prioritizing during this healing journey which is ever going so always but prioritizing getting out in nature getting into that flow state and allowing yourself to dive into something that um, you really love and that really serves you
1: yeah the flow state is really something special (laughs) (laughs) when you connect to it it's like it's it's magical it's it's uh it's like that relief we've talked about it's like uh it's hard to describe, but it just feels like everything is starting to happen for you. You know, it's like the universe and you are working together all of a sudden. And um, like you said, it becomes addicting. It's it's an addictive way of living, but in a beneficial way, like um, taking on this self-love and these, and these healing journeys in our life. Once you kind of get that like initial taste of it, that initial taste of euphoria and letting things fall away that no longer serve you it's like okay give me more let's do more let's do more I want to keep improving keep um, changing keep evolving
0: yeah and then you almost discover that that flow state can be a constant state of being like it doesn't have to only exist when you do surfing or sports or music you can allow that flow to to translate into everyday activities, into every moment of your life. And and that's another um, beautiful quality of the feminine energy is flow and like allowing surrender and allowing, and that's a huge part of the healing journey, I guess we can talk about next. Um, but yeah, flow and surrender and really allowing life to happen rather than like that constant resistance and repression.
1: Yeah, surrender, <laughs> surrender is huge very very big part of healing and probably the hardest in my opinion um i i find it very hard to to get to a place of surrender because so often in my life i like to be in control of things and um i was that way for a very long time but as i've gotten older and i started traveling and i started putting myself in new places and new environments and new surroundings um you become more open to that flow state because everything is just kind of, kind of cruising with how you're vibing, and that's it's just like okay, I'm open to it. Whatever the universe is gonna bring me, let's roll with it. Let's let's uh, continue moving forward, and let's see where the wind blows. Really,
0: mm-hmm. let's talk about um, surrender in regards to your plant medicine experience or journeys. Because when we had gone to Peru. To do that retreat that was kind of like your first full-on like immersion with like intentional and ceremonial style plant medicine right yeah and how did you find it tell me what, <laughs> what your reflections were
1: yeah in terms of uh in terms of surrendering it was you know i had i had different experiences with different plant medicines um but surrendering was very present in both of them and you know, it's something that I really, really shied away from, but the thing with plant medicine is when you shy away from it, it's tends to just grip you tighter. And, um, so in a lot of ways, it was very uncomfortable for me until I found that point of surrender. Um, Mm -hmm. it was like this buildup of, oh shit, where am I? What am I feeling? Who am I, what am I doing? Who are the people around me? Just like feeling very uncomfortable because I wanted to be in control. And then, you know, I finally just got to a point where I was like, okay, well I'm here right now to heal. Like this is my purpose for being here is to heal. And I need to be open to this healing modality. And I need to be able to surrender to what they want to teach me or else You know, why am I here? What's the point if I'm not going to just go all in and allow myself to be open to the possibility of, of new knowledge and wisdom and things I I hadn't experienced before. Um, yeah. So when I found that surrender, everything shifted, it, it just started shifting into a a very beautiful experience and very lighthearted and very, um, joyful and playful and magical really um i got to a point where where i didn't even really want to come out of it it was it was (laughs) this crazy beautiful experience that i that i had never had and and it really all did start with me surrendering so Mm -hmm. um, yeah massive massive part of healing
0: yeah and especially with plant medicine the plants kind of show you and reward you with what happens when you do surrender. And it's very um, reflective of how life is. But when with plant medicine, when you you have to surrender, surrender isn't even an option. It's a non-negotiable, surrender (laughs) is a must do in order to receive the healing that comes with the plants. And so, um, yeah, for me, I guess the plants really did teach me that, teach me the power of surrender and the um, repercussions of surrender. Because when you do finally get to that, like, fine, you know, I'll just (laughs) have your way with me. And i like, I've had enough, like just heal me, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get to that place in the journey, which usually only takes, you know, however long, depending on what medicine you're taking. Um, But you finally just let go, then it's like flowing down a river, you know, and you're <laughs> almost enjoying the journey because you're not swimming upstream anymore. Like, you're no longer trying to resist what's happening to you or what's being taught to you or what's um, emotions are arising. You're just like, you know what? Like, hand, you know, tossing your hands up and just being like, okay, I'm here to heal. Like, this is what I've agreed to doing with these plants, and this is what I will do, and I will surrender and I will heal, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: yeah there is no there is no resistance anymore it's just wide open take me where i need to go and let's fucking do this
0: (laughs) Um, and then you realize that sort of mentality should be the mentality you have always with healing or in in with life with life and with negative situations or with things that surface and come up and create tension or anger or frustration it's like instead of every time especially as a guy like Anytime those emotions come up, we can, guys and girls, we can condition ourselves to look at this emotion or this trigger and say like, why am I feeling this way? Like what's causing me to feel this way? And instead of resisting it, you can surrender to the emotion. Instead of pushing it out or hiding it or brushing it under the rug, you can look at it and acknowledge it and surrender to it and be like, okay, like I'm feeling angry right now or I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling like I'm not seen or I'm not heard or I'm not feeling like my emotions are valid. Like, why is that? And then surrendering to that emotion instead of getting mad at it, allowing it to be there and then sitting with it and healing it.
1: Yeah, sitting with it is um, very, very important and and equally as hard. Yeah, being able to just, just look at emotional traumas right in front of your face and be like, okay, let's do this like you in a way it becomes like a partnership or like a, you know like you're connecting with that part of yourself and saying let's work together to get this out to benefit who we're becoming you know
0: yeah like i see you i hear you i want to heal you i want to work with you type of thing
1: yeah and and in that it's like this funny thing in that in that seeing and acknowledging of yourself you start to feel more seen and heard by the people around you. It's like, I don't know, everything starts, everything seems to start from within. And it's been a constant constant theme in my healing is so often everything that I'm going through begins within myself. And when you can see yourself for who you are and and feel comfortable and feel excited and happy to be in this avatar body, And um, yeah, just like feel genuinely stoked to be who you are. That's when you'll start seeing the shifts around you.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember when you and I, uh, let's see the first day of our retreat in Peru, we sat with San Pedro, which is the Cactus Medicine, plug podcast episode from two weeks ago, um, if you wanna learn about it. but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we sat with San Pedro for the first day and it, the ceremony started at like 7 30 in the morning. Tucker and I had not ever worked with that medicine. So we had no idea what to expect. Um, but I remember at one point Tucker, like during the ceremony, like we were both quiet for so long, I was throwing up and, um, you finally met that point of surrender in your journey and you really released so much emotion. And And at that point I wasn't really in like the depths of any part of my journey. So I was allowed or I felt I could be really like acknowledging of your release and it was really beautiful. And I remember um, Samer, the shaman that we worked with coming up to you and like placing his hand on your heart and like being so gentle and tender and loving to like your release. And um, what did that feel like for the first time? Like when you allowed that release and like you allowed the medicine to work with you like what did that feel like for the first time when you let those emotions go and for once like you didn't feel like ridiculed or judged and you felt nothing but love you know
1: yeah first first it was like this giant buildup of emotion I knew it was emotion coming but you don't quite know what's going to come out but it was just like this buildup, like from my toes all the way up. And I finally got into my heart space and, um, yeah, it just triggered. It was like, okay, you're here. This is coming out and you need to be open, open to it. And I was like, kind of just in my head, like, okay, let's, let's just do this. I don't want to hold on to these things anymore. And as I continued to release. I just felt more love and more love and more love. It was like, it was like this radiation of warmth, just like pulsing from my heart through my entire body. I've, I've never really felt anything like it. And then also in that moment to have Samer come up and have another male figure come up and just like be so loving and caring and gentle with me um during that release was you know something I've craved and longed for my whole life like being able to be that vulnerable in front of another male and just feel like it's okay and I have nothing to hide there's nothing for me to be scared of you know like this is okay guys feel this way (laughs) you know males have to release too we are also sad and we are also angry and um you know, for some reason we, we've learned to suppress those things. And so it was really life-changing for me to have that experience with SAMR as well as with just the whole plant medicine ceremony. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I'll remember it for the rest of my life for sure.
0: Mm, Yeah, it was so beautiful to watch and um, such a good reminder of the power and the love that kind of encapsulates you when you do allow that vulnerability to just full send 100% shine through you. And I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care who's around me. I don't care what other people are doing or thinking right now. I'm just going to let it go. And especially for you or for both of us at that moment in time on that day, um, Samer, the shaman and Chris, the other guy who was sitting in ceremony with us, they were complete strangers to us. So, (laughs) that's even more intimidating when it comes to being vulnerable or when to crying or yelling or releasing or throwing up, you know, in a bucket, three inches away from someone's face, like you, you're with complete strangers and still, still you're met with love and you're met with warmth. And, and I think that's those experiences like that are ones that remind me, um, just, how available people like this are. Like there are people that are willing to show this love to you and to be unconditional in um, love and in service and in gratitude and in joy to other people. And they are there, they exist, you know, like we, I guess a lot of men and, and women too, like they think when they're in the start of this journey, like, Surely there's no one who can see me or can, who can hear me or who can love me or who can validate my feelings or who can make me feel loved. Like it's easy to think that those people don't exist, but they do exist. And like that love that you're craving exists and exists within you. And you can also find that love and connection with other people as well. And just to know that like the more that you radiate that love and that longing and you hold on to this desire of like I'm ready to feel loved and to feel supported by others then those people naturally get attracted to you and yeah I'm just so happy you got to experience that with Samer and and with Chris too Chris if you're <laughs> listening to this we love you uh but yeah we we were so lucky to to experience that
1: yeah Chris was Chris was amazing in his own way he was also there for me in the depths of of my emotions and and like you said it's it's such a wild experience to be sitting there in ceremony with complete strangers um but you feel so connected it's Mm -hmm. you know going through this whole ceremony together it brings you together regardless of you know most of the time you're you could be kind of sort of aware of what everyone else is going through but you're so immersed in your own journey that you know it's hard to like even help or process what any anything else is happening around you (laughs) and you begin to feel like these um vibrational connections almost like it's interesting to be with a complete stranger but Mm
0: -hmm. and even
1: in in a space of not talking or not looking at each other you can feel everybody around you in that room collectively healing and collectively like pushing through their own boundaries and yeah it's it's hard to find words it really is
0: yeah there is really something to be said and to be shared more about um, the power of just um ceremonial settings in general like you could Um, I have, I can speak from experience, but you could experience the same level of like love and connection, this energetic, like really euphoric connection we're talking about um, without even having the plant medicine. And that's something that I've realized because of plant medicine of how um, healing and nurturing and connective it is to sit in a room with strangers and to, whether it's like singing or um, sound healing, or meditation, or yoga, or a sharing circle, or breath work, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the intention of the space is, but to sit in circle with a bunch of strangers and just decide, you know, like, the divinity in me recognizes the divinity in you, I don't know who the hell you are, I don't know what your intentions are, where you've been, or what your life is like, or what you do for work, but like, I love you, you know? (laughs) And it's such a beautiful thing to do. And like, I get teary, like I'm gonna cry just thinking about it now, but like I have been so fortunate to create the most intense and special bond with a complete stranger in less than an hour, just from sitting in circle with them, looking them in the eyes and saying like, I see you, you know, I recognize you and I acknowledge you for just being alive. And that's what's so cool about being in ceremony. And having any type of experience like this is recognizing, you know, like we're all in this boat together. Like, you know, maybe you've had a really intense traumatic childhood and mine was like semi intense traumatic childhood, but like we still have traumas and they still affected us. And like, we're all struggling in one way or another. We're all trying to find the light. We're all trying to just lead each other home. Like that's all we're doing is just trying to help each other come back to love. And it's such a humbling experience to sit and heal whatever that healing may be, whether it's through talking or singing or sound or um, plant medicine, but to heal together with strangers and to recognize, you know, just how similar and connected we all are. It's such a special um, feeling. And it helps you makes you want to heal even more, you know, because you're like, look at all these people. Like I'm so inspired by you, by your bravery, by your courage, by your dedication to love and to healing. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so inspiring. It's such an inspiring place to be.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I think, you know, that vulnerability really just brings people together is what it does. Healing just brings people together. And uh, um, I think, you know, like when you're trying to, when you're trying to move through these, these heavy emotions in, a short amount of time with people you don't know, you're sort of just forced, like there's no other way, but all in. And um, it kind of puts you in this space of like, I have to go, I I just have to force myself to do this, but it's, it's hard, I'm like getting caught between like forcing yourself to do something, but also surrendering to the medicine, you know? You're like talking yourself up, like, okay, I can do this. I have to do this, this is why I'm here. But then you have to surrender completely. It's like this contrasting emotions in your brain. But, um, yeah, like you said, just having that connection with complete strangers and then being able to integrate that into your life afterwards is really incredible. And just bringing that love and compassion for everybody around you, because like you said, pain and struggle, and those things are universal there's, you know, everybody has something that they're working through. And when you start to realize that, and you start to like release this ego and release this judgment of people, because the way I always think of it is imagine if you met somebody for the first time on your worst day, like your worst day. Mm -hmm. And we all know and love, you know, who you are every day. But this person was like, holy cow, what if they just judged you that day? And they're like, I can't even be around her. This person sucks. You know, she's angry all the time. She's, she's ridiculing me. She's criticizing things. And you were just having like a really off day. And so imagining that, like, I would never want anybody to judge me when I was in a space trying to release and trying to feel those emotions. So why would I ever judge anyone else for having an off day themselves? You know, just kind of trying to see everybody with love and compassion and bring that into your relationships is, is one of the most important things I learned.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's so humbling because you often experience different encounters with people that make you remember that, you know, cause it's so easy to forget when you encounter someone who's being a dick or who is rude or, you know, the person at the grocery store, or the person you ordered your coffee with and, And instantly, instead of being like, gosh, like what a dick or like what a rude person that was or whatever, you can be like, you know what, maybe they're going through something really hard. Like maybe this is the worst day of their life. And they had to show up to work today, you know, and just really having that like compassion and unconditional love for someone. This happened to me the other day, because there was a guy out in the water that was really being so rude in the surf and was yelling at everyone and like, just bad vibes, really bad vibes in the water. And I was like, just get out of the water mate. And um, then I ended up bringing him up like to one of the local guys here. I was like, there's this guy out in the water. He was such a douche, like yelling at everyone. And he was like, Chloe, like I know what whatever he was doing is probably rude, but um, two days ago, literally two days ago, his dad was murdered, like unexpectedly. And instantly, like, I just felt so badly for even, like, responding back to him in, like, a a bitchy way and, like, even um, thinking for a moment that, like, or not thinking for a moment that, like, maybe he's just having a really bad day and I should, like, hold compassion for him, like, regardless of how he's acting. And, um, yeah, it was just one of those moments where it was so humbling to remember, like, fuck, like every single person, every single person out in the water, every single person that I pass on the street, every single person that I encounter with each day, we're all battling our own individual battles. We're all dealing with some level of like mental struggles, you know, and um, even having these conversations is so important to to have those realizations and just have more compassion for people.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, just learning to send love and walk away. You know just remove yourself from that environment and it's a lot harder to do sometimes especially if you yourself are, are having a hard day or feeling rough emotions and you run into someone feeling similar ways but um yeah really just getting into a place of living with love and compassion entirely is is life changing and it'll change the way you you see other people 100% it'll change your perspective on the world and and just how everything interacts with each other around you um and just feeling blessed to like cross paths with people even like even if i run into someone that brushes me off or you know walking on the street and saying hi to people and they just don't look at you you're like hey what's up and they just head down you know (laughs) and you're like okay well I tried to I tried to throw some good vibes your way but you weren't having it um yeah just accepting when people feel that way and and being able to acknowledge it and like I said just send them love and walk away and that's I think the best thing we can do
0: I'm sending you love and I hope that you feel better. I'm sorry you feel that way. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So in saying all of this, what would you say if you had to pick one thing that was the most um, quintessential to your healing journey or like the most effective or the most um, euphoric in terms of transformation um, in your journey and your experience?
1: Wow. I think, um, two things come to mind is one, my whole experience with plant medicine was just, there's no words. It was life-changing. Um, you know, it was only like maybe two months ago now. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it shifted so much for me. That was like a massive, massive part of my healing journey and the funny thing is i knew i was going to end up in peru like i had already kind of known it was going to be a part of my journey and little that i know it was going to change my life in the ways it did but um that and also once i started sharing my own personal struggles that was that really just acted like a catalyst to my own healing because like i said i found out that I'm not alone. Most people that are listening to what I'm saying are relating to it, and you know we're we are all struggling together, and that just continues to inspire me to heal more and you know bring more awareness to people around me. So those are those are the two things I'd say.
0: Yeah, I want to um, acknowledge you, Tucker, because your performance, if you will, or your willingness to heal in that. Um, plant medicine journey was really inspiring because I know a lot of guys that would probably endure that type of experience and not be able to not allow themselves to fully go there you know to fully surrender like we were talking about um, and not only surrender but also then openly integrate and communicate what you experienced in the ceremony to then like go on to heal it you know like talking to your um, family members and talking to me and talking to Samer and kind of unpacking all of that it's uh, it's such an admirable thing and you should be really proud of yourself because that is not an easy task to <laughs> say you. the least and yeah it was it was really um obviously that experience would have been really beautiful on my own um like if I had gone without you but I'm so happy to have someone that I love and that I cherish as a friend Um, to be there with me and to experience that. Uh, We're so grateful to have experienced that whole journey with Samer. And um, me and Tucker were just joking about it this morning. Like, it doesn't even feel like a real experience. Like We (laughs) are still not sure if we've actually been to (laughs) Peru.
1: actually just a couple weeks ago I even said to someone they're like asking me what I've been up to and I was like oh I don't know I've been kind of antsy I haven't really been anywhere in that long and then I was like wait a second I was in Peru like two weeks ago
0: yeah someone someone was talking about um I was overhearing a conversation at the dinner table of someone talking about Machu Picchu. And, um, I was like, listen, I was like listening in, like interested. And then I was like, wait, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Hold the phone. I've been to (laughs) Peru. I've been to Machu Picchu. It was was such, it was such a euphoric out of body, out of normal experience type of trip that it's hard to believe that it was real, but just goes to show like what um what a powerful experience plant medicine can be in the healing space. And I think for men, especially plant medicine, I, I look forward to it being more prominent in the future because it is a really great way for men who do struggle so much to um, experience emotion and um, release repressed traumas and stuff. It is such a powerful way to catapult someone into that healing, because it kind of leaves you with no choice. You know, I always say like plant medicine is like a shortcut to healing. Like it's like three years of therapy in one night, you know? Um, Yeah. For men, it could be really important and crucial to maybe experiment with plant medicine in some way, because it does have such a high level of effectiveness, you know?
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, It's like, uh, it's like taking on a yoga practice yourself at home, as opposed to going to a class. It's like, Mm -hmm. you can do this healing on your own, but you go to a space where this healing is cultivated all around you, then your whole experience is heightened. And like you said, it's like three years of of therapy in in a few days or a few hours even. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to speak to your um, second point that you shared about opening up and sharing your vulnerabilities and sharing your journey or just um, elaborating on what you're working through or going through, that is something that feels intimidating, of course, but just know if you're listening to this and if you're male or female, and just know that those people and those places, those avenues to express, they like are available somewhere. You know, you just have to find them, like whether it's Instagram for you or whether it's through a, a Facebook group that you join or through a yoga community or through, I don't know, what, whatever you're into, just know that like those people are available. Like you, if it's something you are seeking and something you desire, like those um, communities and people that will not only listen to you but hear you and see you and um, acknowledge you they exist and like you can find them and and once you find those people you'll be so grateful that you did because it is through sharing and connecting with others about your struggles or about your healing or about your triumphs or um, low points that you really do experience the other the other part of healing which is like that connected connectiveness that unified consciousness like that feeling of you know, we're all in this together. And like, I'm not alone. And that feels so good knowing that I'm not alone, because that's half the battle, you know, is feeling alone and feeling like you're not seen or heard or acknowledged in any way.
1: Yeah, they are out there. (laughs) There are people out there. And, you know, a lot of the times the first step is, is you having to learn to reach out or, or just start with one thing like be vulnerable with one thing with one person that you feel comfortable Mm. with and you know starting somewhere is better than not starting at all so the Mm. more you the more you dive into it I really really believe that you're just you're just going to open up doors to so much love and compassion coming right back to you um Mm. so yeah have that have that courage be brave
0: amen (laughs) <laughs> okay, one last question I want to ask you before I ask you the official last question. Uh, what is one piece of advice that you would tell Tucker three years ago that is applicable to all men listening to this podcast? What's one thing you wish you knew or that would you think would help t- Tucker pre-healing journey?
1: Wow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's tough. There's so many things i can I can think of, but I think one one specifically is just just to keep I don't it sounds simple, but just keep going. Like there's so many times in my life where i've I've started to give up on things or I get discouraged because it's not happening how I expected. Um, So just to keep going, just know that things will get better. And, you know, you have to struggle a little bit to go through all that hard stuff. But, you know, I was always very much in my head of, I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I'm, you know, scared. I have this unknown feeling like I don't even know what my future looks like. So, yeah, just, just keep pushing. Keep keep trying, keep moving forward, keep going, because you will get there. Eventually, you will get there.
0: The better it gets, the better it gets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Abraham.
0: Good old Abe. Okay, <clears throat> this has been a really, really good, Tucker. Um, I think this has been a really good conversation, really helpful, um, really inspiring, and um, if anyone listening to this feels like they want more support or like resources or direction on where to go, um, even if it's like plant medicine retreats or things like that, I don't know. I guess I'm speaking on behalf of Tucker, but feel free to reach out to me. Um, and I can put Tucker's social medias, TikToks and stuff in the link, the show notes below. Um, so you can connect with Tucker if you want. He always posts nice, inspirational reels and TikToks and different things that, um, I think are inspiring. So yeah. Uh, anything else you want to share, Tucker, before I, before your definition is requested? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you a lot for, for having me on here. It's, it's really been an honor. Um, it's something I've, I've been, thinking of trying to do with you since you started this whole podcast and I had a feeling it would happen sooner or later. And so I'm just very, very happy to be here and, um, be talking about these things and, and yeah, anybody listening, I'm more than happy to connect with anyone and everyone. Um, we'll have my socials linked so you guys can do that. And, uh, just giving love to all of you.
0: Thanks, Tucker. Okay. And last question that, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, What is your definition of love?
1: Um, It's funny. I actually just kind of wrote a poem, like not geared toward this, but uh, the last two sentences. This is going to be my definition. It's the first thing I could think of. And that goes, um, love is not something we have, we want, or we own. Love is what we are. that's (laughs) that's what I got Yeah, <laughs> simple as that <laughs> i think that's you know that's the gist of it for me we are love everyone is love the world is love everything around us emits love
0: i love that short sweet and very applicable <laughs> okay Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you made it this far, I hope you'd enjoyed and definitely connect with Tucker if you feel called to do so, because he's a legend. That concludes this episode for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time out of your day to expand your level of awareness with me. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you choose to share it on your Instagram story, feel free to tag me at infinite.creators and let me know what you loved about it. If you wrote a review, don't forget to screenshot it and email it to me so I can send you a free copy of my cookbook or my dream life workbook. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means the world to me, and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.